0: 2021, Joker men roam the earth. Uh, We're back. It's Evan and Ian, and returning champion Samuel France, and we're here to talk about the most important record of Bob Dylan's career.
1: I didn't hear that intro, Uh, but but thank you, Evan. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my intro now.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I said that we're here with uh, the most important (laughs) artists of uh, all time. Yes. San France
1: oh my gosh yes thank you thank you for having me Jokerman uh, I, I'm I'm just so honored to be on the show and happy to be here as usual last time I was here we did slow train coming I'm a returning guest I we, we talked a little about religion I appreciated you having me on the show to talk because I have had experience in my life with religion through some things that have happened to me in my life and I I don't think I opened up enough about that and, and so I'm gonna try to be more open on on this podcast. And even though it was a great one, it was a classic episode. And then, uh, and then, you know, I, I thought I was supposed to do, I have to address, we have to address that, that I know you guys talked about this, but i was thought I
2: was going to do saved. Yeah. Yeah. The great mix up with Ian Svenonius.
1: Great mix
0: up with Ian Svenonius. That's my new band. Yeah. Well, the, the, the makeup, (laughs) the makeup, it's a sequel to the makeup, his, his group. Evan,
1: your brain works faster for the that shit, for the jokes.
0: Well, that's the only yeah. way it works fast. It only works fast for making retarded jokes. Yeah, that's,
1: that's great. Um, were you, uh, were you ever in in Ian Scononia's band?
0: No, Evan? I wasn't. But uh, Maddie M- McCormick Maddie, right. was the drummer in uh, Chain and the Gang uh, at various points, and, right. and she's she is also a voiceover uh, actor. In uh, the Ian Spinonius film, uh, what is a group? I believe it's called. It's a very funny movie where space aliens learn about uh, the music industry.
1: I've never heard of that. Shout out to that. It's
0: really good. Um, anyway, we're talking about you. What do you? What do you have to to bring to the table? You have new music coming out, right? When when is your shit coming out?
1: Oh, I don't know. I'm deciding. I am just never. i just all going to be lost albums. <laughs>
2: That's cool. So I'm not going to
1: really worry
0: about putting them out, really that much. That's a huge career decision that I'm, I yeah. really respect, honestly.
2: <laughs> so they'll just be like unearthed by uh, by like yeah. rampant Sam France fans in like 40 years. Ian's Sfinonius, he
0: put out an album called The Lost
2: Record, um, uh-huh. and it's a,
0: it's an album that's you know meant to be that way. But you're you're doing something different. I think you're just you're actually deciding to be to be lost.
1: I live it. I always live it and I always just do it and go for it. Literally, so I'm, I'm your
0: I'm one of your best friends. I, I would say I'm a close friend of yours and I don't know where I can hear your music.
1: <laughs> good. Good. That's how I want it. Because no, you know, if you you ask for it, I'll send you a link, you know. It's like it's like I I I have a few records. You know, there's a few records. There's all sorts of records. Great studio records. There's stuff. There's stuff with with the lemon twigs and crazy studio musicianship, and then I have little crazy, weird, freak folk albums that I've made, all solo material, studio albums that no one's ever heard because I just I'm not going to put any effort into. Putting uh, well, them then out.
0: I'll I'll do I'll I'll do put some effort in. I'll I'll this year <laughs> yeah. is going to be the year of Sam. I'm just gonna, this, I'm going to put in some kind of effort to get this shit out there. I want like an omnibus, yeah. like a big, you know, one stop shop, like big dump load of just like sam content sam music mm. um yeah actually what sam does is not content i think what you do is firmly not content i i'm sorry i used that word good catch um, yeah it's, it's music anyway uh today we're talking about a an album of music that's called <sighs> under the red sky and uh Not to be confused with Under a Blood Red Sky by U2.
2: What was that? Was Uh, that
0: a a live album, Under a Blood Red Sky?
2: Yeah, I think that was the live album they recorded in uh, Colorado at Red Rocks, I think. Under a Blood Red Rocks. Yeah. I could be totally wrong about that.
0: That's so cool. What
1: are you guys into? Uh, into the era of like Octung Baby? Yeah, yeah.
2: I
0: like I like
1: Octung Baby. Yeah, I think yeah his that. fashion around that time was like really really sick.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: They, you know they they uh, I, I've been listening to U two lately. I was just in Joshua Tree, the the place that um, was named after the U two album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's um, cool. man. It, it's pretty cool just to be there to be in you know at a place that like they had such a role in sort of the they sort of, you know, created that place. And Joshua so that, Tree National yeah, park. yeah.
1: Thanks to Bono,
0: but, um, all his work, all jokes aside. Yeah. Thank you, Bono for inventing that park and that, those trees. What do you think about this record guys?
2: <laughs> Is this one of your favorites, Sam? Is there a reason you wanted to join us for this one in particular?
1: Oh no! It's just what I got shafted with by
0: Evan. <laughs> it was just like whatever, just like last time. Yeah, I said, "All right, you can come back, but you have to, you have to eat shit. <laughs> you have to <laughs> eat shit." Yeah. Um. No, I think it was. Yeah, it was literally like,
1: uh, by by that time, I guess you can come on, which was so appropriate. I think this is like 1989 or something. Like it's it's considered his worst album. It's I, I it felt a for me 90 right welcome to the 90s maybe this
0: is the first yeah we should just say welcome to the 90s we've broken through we've we've passed through like the the um the threshold we've crossed the rubicon
2: yeah exactly it's all it's all uh well i guess it's not all up from here necessarily but it isn't any further down i think um no there's uh, there's good stuff ahead absolutely we're we've we've made it through the choppy waters of the storm, and that's a uh, good point and 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 point. it's uh it's a it's a bright beautiful blue sky ahead no it's a red sky our, well, oh yeah, right bright beautiful red sky
0: sam yeah i i I guess I did kind of shaft you with this record, but to be fair, we're all you know Ian and i are are live in sort of like a never ending purgatory where we have to talk yeah. about this yeah record. we have to listen
2: to all of these,
0: yeah. And, I, I um, don't
1: envy that at all. I don't envy you guys. It's it's not all, never
0: ending either. I mean, there <laughs> is it is for, is not. There will be an end someday, but um, God willing, e and I both pass away before Bob Dylan. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah, you got to shout that out, man. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed. Amen.
1: It's a good. He's going. He's going good. He's on the fucking level. So let, exactly. You know, let's we're, we're, That's
0: I'm right.
2: Worried. He's on, on the, the level. level mindset.
0: On the level mindset, on the level, you know, he
2: is on the level state of mind. Really, actually, yeah, I think that's that's how we're all trying to live our lives here in twenty twenty one.
0: Yeah, amen. Can't emphasize enough that this is a new year, and certain things that were okay last year are not okay anymore. And when one of those things happens, I'm going to uh, make a note of it. I'm going to say on the show that's not cool anymore.
2: Do Do you have any examples?
0: Um. Not off the top of my head, okay.
1: <laughs> Like if somebody um, somebody uh, insults your awesome fashion, which no one should ever do because it's awesome and you look great.
0: Well, thanks, but um, yeah, yeah, awesome yeah sure. Yeah, sure, you look like you look like a, you
1: look like a. A little bit like that, a, a cool some car, cool cartoon anime dog thing I've seen. Whoa, Nick, oh, that's cool! The one who wears a beanie and like has a be, uh, a boombox or, or something like damn, that. Damn. Uh, so there's there's an element of that coming in, mixed with yeah, mixed with like Mark Ruffalo, you know, beanie, uh, not in 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 Eternal Sunshine or something. I've never seen uh, or,
0: uh, that movie. Yeah, very cool, but the, but that's not like, what I'm. Uh, what who me? You can't, Mixed yeah. with a
1: hacker.
0: I mean we all look very swaggy right now. I just I will say, but it's total accident. I'm just wearing these we glasses. Look like an ad. I'm wearing we non prescription like, uh, glasses.
1: We look like Dove Charney should just take a fuck fo- fucking photo of us. We do. We look
3: like an ad.
0: Ian, Ian's wearing a yellow hoodie. Sam's wearing the red American apparel hoodie with nothing under it and a necklace. And I'm wearing the uh, the classic Columbia uh
2: black fleece, zipped fleece up. zip up. Oh, it's so classic. You, you look like one of those autistic, like, electronic... Musicians. Say no more. Like, you uh... had me at autistic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I guess we should get into this what I mean. record. What I'm for. Uh, we should get under that red sky. Um,
1: I guess we should eventually. We're beating around the bush.
0: We yeah. are. We are beating around the bush, and that's that's actually one thing that's not okay to do anymore in 2020. That's, like, for We're a good example, we are not beating around the bush in, in, in 2021. I mean, it was okay yeah. in 2020, that's not okay now.
2: Right. Right. All right. Well, without any further ado, harmonica. Uh, side A, track one, Wiggle Wiggle. We're starting the 90s off on an auspicious note.
0: Yeah. So I read in some somewhere that this song is about uh, being cold and that you're wiggling <laughs> to stay warm. That's an interesting interpretation. I think that's Mm -hmm. fact, but I don't remember where I read that. But it makes sense, doesn't it? Wiggle, wiggle, because you're you're cold.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah, I I see that. the
0: The thing that I don't know what it has to do with it is you know all dressed in green, wiggle, wiggle, (laughs) all dressed in green. That's one of the lyrics. This This song. This is a good. This song is a is. I was thinking about this as I was just listening to it before we started recording. And I, I was thinking like when I listen to this on the, on my phone or my, on my laptop or whatever, and I uh, hear it, I think like, okay, this is kind of whatever, this sort of like, what is this song's not ambitious. It's not doing much for me. Like what, what's the point of this? It's silly. But then yeah. I, I forced myself to go the next step. And I, I wonder what you guys think about this. Like, can you imagine actually witnessing him perform this or like actually going out and seeing the live show where this is played and performed? I think that would be fantastic.
2: He has played it 105 times.
0: Wouldn't that be like something actually to actually, uh, be in the presence of a, of the, of the full power of Dylan live. And, uh, just be told the the wiggle wiggle to wiggle wiggle like
2: wiggle wiggle
1: it uh i can't believe he's played it live that many times i was wondering what the count was
2: i'm Ian. surprised that's,
3: that's
2: crazy he, well, he, he hasn't played it since 1992 when he originally started playing it in 1990 so it looks like he played it at about every show for two years and then hasn't played it in about 30 but he was into it i think he was really into it well wow. yeah. he's judging new- off that
0: so this has never been played as long as I've been alive.
2: Correct. Yes.
0: You, you two, both have been alive during the time of Wiggle Wiggle.
2: We have. Yeah.
0: That's what make that's what's different about you two and 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 me. That's the, the when people say the generation gap. That's yeah. what they're talking about. It makes
1: sense. I mean, I, 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 the record itself. If I can say one thing, the record itself. Uh, I mean, I mean, we should talk about the themes of "wiggle wiggle." And I mean, there's a whole thing to explore there. But also, I mean, the record itself. You know, it's 1990. I was born in 1989, so the record itself. You know, the sound of it sonically, it sounds like a goddamn Yamaha keyboard demo, even though it's recorded by top musicians. It has a lot of guests. It's, Don Why. It has this sort of 1990 in your dad's sob of driving home from Fry's Electronics on a Sunday night. Like we, like I like that's how I was able to make sense. Even that's how I was, I was able even even to get through the record, I think was, was just applying it to this sort of weird nostalgia of like my dad listening to probably, I think he did have this album like in his car.
2: It's like an ASMR YouTube video driving home with your dad from guitar center.
1: That's the only way you ate to too many
0: like sour punch straws, and you're driving home. Uh, like you're you're half asleep <laughs> in the in the sob. Um, while yeah. while like your dad is playing Wiggle Wiggle at like a haircut, to, uh, like getting a haircut type volume, kind, <laughs> yeah. of, kind of quiet. really like <laughs> the haircut that hits it home. That's like perfect. Yeah, just like
1: yeah. That's that's
0: how I was able to make sense.
1: Yeah. And that's cool. Like that, 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 I mean, I'm able to get down with this, the entire record. I'll say that now before we move on And cause that's
0: just what I think about the whole record. So that's, that's, that's how I'm able to get through the record is, is that, is that. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad that you said that, uh, Sam, because I, I have a different, but similar uh, sort of like personal device of how I get through this record, and <laughs> I, shared, I shared it with Ian. Personal device. I did. I, I shared it with Ian yeah. uh, before we started recording, but I, I think I'll save it for later because there was.
1: Yes, please do. I just I was like I just was. I'll put my thematic note on the whole thing. I was just like I'll put it out there up front. You know. I think that so, there's so,
0: there's yeah. that's something about this record is you kind of need a personal way through it.
2: I, yeah. I agree with you on that, Sam, and uh, I'm looking forward to coming back to Evans' uh, Galaxy Brain take on on what this record actually is. Um, but I, I think it's notable; it's a 1990 record, right? Like this is the last release that he's putting out, like pre-grunge becoming a thing. This album is extremely like pre-grunge. Like as soon as yes. that yeah. shit hits, he starts putting out these acoustic folk cover records, and then obviously like Time Out of Mind. Uh, and goes down in that direction. Like, this is the last gasp of this fucking bullshit and daddy thing that he had been doing for <laughs> 10 years at this point. Um, and he, he wouldn't have been able to get away with it if if this record came out 18 months after it did. But, like, <laughs> it, it came when it came, and, uh, and this is the last time we get to hear Bob uh, play such shitty music. Uh, on that note, uh,
0: Ian, I don't know if either of you are familiar with David Bowie's 1987 record, never let me down. But the, if you wanted, I would like you both just to look up that, uh, cover image. Oh, and it's so good. It, yeah, it looks, great. uh, it looks like he is doing like, like a stomp <laughs> style. Like it looks like rent or like stomp. It's got that like early nineties, yeah. right. late eighties. Right, right. Like it, it just reminded me of what you just said. Like, uh, just this uncanny pro like pre grunge period where everything was kind of like gesturing toward grunge, but had no edge at all. It was yeah, like, like every, very, very everything theatrical. looked like out of the box that like uh, right. a show on a Disney channel from like the 2000 or whatever. Like everything was just kind of like, long hair but you're wearing like a puffy shirt and all the text looks yeah. like a serial killer like clipping shit out of a newspaper
2: i think the entire like popular culture was just fucking exhausted at this moment like like just like like spiritually and mentally exhausted and had no idea what direction to go. which is why grunge ended up working because it wasn't like ever supposed to be popular in the first place. It was just something totally different from the direction everything had been going for the preceding decade. So everyone picked it up and was like, Oh, this is something different at least, even if it doesn't make sense that it's going to be popular.
0: That's really interesting to think about grunge in, in through sort of a lens of exhaustion. But I think that that sort of rings true for me anyway, like thinking about any sort of, I mean, of course, Nirvana, but like, uh, there's so much to that of, of just being spent and knowing it and then exploring that feeling.
2: Yeah. And I, and I think that pattern has repeated itself, uh, you know, uh, before and certainly after, like the whole 2010. I don't need to get into a big long, you know, what, like, like we're uh, going to
0: like talk about Vaporwave now.
2: Well, like, I mean, I, I think that the whole, like, kind of uh 2010s or, like, mid to late 2010s era of, like, you know, Pitchfork embracing Taylor Swift kind of shit is a direct reaction to the previous decades, like, boosting of things like Animal Collective and shit like that. Like, the, the culture you're in just constantly reacts against the culture that it came from. And so whatever is happening now or will happen in the next couple years will be a reaction against what's happening, you know, recently. Um, I don't know. It, it it does. There's, there's there's no like guidance or like reason. Any of this is happening. It's just like a dumb blind, like hand snapping back against whatever happened before.
0: Well, if that's true, which I think it kind of is, then under the red sky is kind of the inverse, uh, the yin to the yang of, uh, the last record. Oh, mercy. Yes. Um, Yeah. Which if Oh, mercy is dark and, uh, arguably you know at least you know it tries to be complex and uh, brooding and sort of uh, dealing with deep existential ideas or feelings under the red sky is about wiggling and wiggling like a big juicy steak while you're wearing all green or whatever <laughs> he says um, the next song is uh, under the red sky under the red sky the title track and this is basically a fairy tale uh, sort of, you got the a little boy and a little, little girl. boy and a little girl and they lived under the red sky. I'm afraid I have some terrible news is that they What's were that? this. These oh, two yeah. children um, who lived uh, under the red sky together, they were uh, one day they were uh, baked into a pie.
1: that's a great it's a great line it's a great song but that 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 line is reminding me too of this that's weird and i I read about the slight theory that there's some sort of like it was some sort of half-assed attempt at a children's album doesn't seem like it ended up really being that but there was some sort of element that somebody theorized that it was like for some kid there is some element of this weird like he's almost going for this yeah 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 Hansel Gretel thing there, I don't know, some sort of demented children's story. Is there
0: a connection between the wiggles and the song Wiggle Wiggle?
2: That's a good question. I would bet,
0: yeah.
2: I think did we discover that the Wiggles covered um man? They covered uh, all the animals. So the
0: Wiggles have covered Bob Dylan. It's unclear I mean that would to me possibly suggest that the origin of the Wiggles may have something to do with this record. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. There's, Going there's, deep. Yeah, there's a weird children's. There's a weird. Uh, well, de- uh, he was de- raising, de- raising de-
0: his kids uh, still at this point. I mean how how old were his children during this all. period? Right, like well,
2: they were his. Right. His kids with Sarah were relatively old, but the album is dedicated to Gabby Goo Goo, which is his four year old daughter G- at the Gabby time. Gugu. With yeah, which is a nickname so for his like four year old daughter at like the time.
0: Gugu, Gaga. His, I mean, that Wiggle Wiggle.
2: Is his a, daughter
0: with... uh Carolyn Dennis. Carolyn Dennis. So there you go. I think yeah. that you might be on to something there, Sam, where he is um, consciously or not sort of making this record. He loses...
1: If, if it's conscious, he loses the plot, of course, and it becomes this demented... <laughs> Although Under the red sky. You, 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 you know, you know, this but, is a
0: weird song, I should say. I think "Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle" or "Wiggle, Wiggle." It's such a good song. We didn't we didn't really talk too much about "Wiggle, Wiggle," but what is there oh, to talk it's, about? It's the music of it is very. Um, it's just kind of like blues, rock and daddy, rock and roll.
2: One interesting note about "Wiggle, Wiggle, Wiggle" or "Wiggle, Wiggle." Great. Excuse me. Uh, Slash initially played a guitar solo on the song, and then Bob cut it because he thought it was bullshit.
0: Okay. Well, isn't there a, a great quote that you found about the involvement of many musicians on the record? Uh,
2: there were many musicians involved on the record. Oh, the yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, that why quote. don't
0: we save it for later? But um, Yes. Anyway, uh, these two first songs, uh, I, I guess just to sum it up briefly, they're lighthearted. They have a their roots in sort of classic Americana rock and roll, and they draw on very light uh, sort of... Well, light, but not. I mean, children being baked into a pie is kind of a gruesome image. Honestly.
1: Under Under the Red Sky is top 10 Dylan song for me, though. Really? You
2: like this that wow. much?
0: Yes.
1: Yes. Straight up. I, I think Under the Red Sky is one of the best Dylan songs. But well, Isn't
0: George Harrison on this? Uh, He is. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that that leads into my uh, my personal chaos theory about this record. <laughs> but I'll still save that for later. Shall we move <laughs> on to the next track? Yeah. Uh, Shout
1: out to that track, oh. yeah, it uh, is, it's
0: it's very it, good and, and it has a good sound, and I like yeah, the way that it starts with that. Da, it sounds da, so cool. Da, da. Da, da. It yeah, almost organ, sounds like he's about to do a like a classic. Uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Invitations, yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: I I had the same the same note. It's like a it's like a weird, just kind of like shitty, glossed up version of Of the blonde on blonde. Yeah, like Queen Jane or something. Yeah, Queen Jane, approximately. Exactly. It's very Um, cool. He
0: pulls it off. It's got
1: that Casio bullshit demo vibe coming at you right away, but with that organ, it really works. And it it's a nice song, man. It's cool. It's it's hip, man. In my opinion.
2: It is cool. It's also weird that Bob, uh, uh, sort of atypical for him, uh, has has a title track on the record. There is no song called "Empire Burlesque" or "Knocked Out Loaded." And tragically, there's
0: not one called "Planet Waves." (laughs)
2: The the great missing Bob Dylan song. That's that's one that you know.
0: If we should maybe when we've completely exhausted everything that we can do when it comes to content, we will just create our own Bob Dylan songs. (laughs) It's it's something that we could do if um, okay. if if you project. how about this for everybody who becomes a patron on the Patreon for um, thirty dollars a month, mm-hmm. uh, I will literally record a Bob Dylan song, a full on composed piece of music, where I perform it, and uh, I'll make Planet Waves,
2: this Planet Waves. Yeah, you'll write a song called Self Portrait. That's right by oh. Bob Dylan. <laughs>
0: I'll do a self. Uh, I'll do a title track for every single record for for the one sicko who who does uh, thirty dollars a month.
2: I would absolutely yeah, yeah. love to hear a song called Street Legal.
0: Go with your friends. Get some friends together. Pool together five bucks each. I'll do it. You know, if you want to just like be the one to deliver the money, I will spend that time in my schedule to create uh, the the song version of, of self-portrait.
1: Give this man money and he'll do it because we all want to see it. It's a good fucking idea.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, be- before we go on any further, I-, I think that it's germane to mention that under the red sky is a contentious record. It- it's, it's one that people don't agree on. Um, there was a little boy and there was a little girl and they was under the red sky. That's, See, that's a mark. Of, it's a mark of a good Dylan. song, Sam. Is that you can just like get into it like that? Um, that's like,
1: well, a plus. Dylan, best best
0: work. You know who agrees with you is one Clinton Halen, author of mm. the recording sessions, um, the the book. And he starts his chapter on "Under the Red Sky." Thus, sleep. Under the Red Sky has quickly become the Dylan album responsible for the strongest disagreements among Mr. D's remaining fans. <laughs> Remaining is very funny. Mr. To Mr. D. Even those with a sneaking fondness for self-portrait or down in the groove would hardly place them in the Dylan Hall of Fame. Under the Red Sky seems to be an album that can be denigrated as his worst all original collection while also being championed as one of his finest recent works. Okay, it's important to note that he wrote this when the last record to come out was the record following this. Good as I've Been to You.
2: Oh, I didn't realize, realize it was that old.
0: Yeah. Old. The uh, hilarious ending to the chapter on Under the Red Sky by Clinton, uh, in the recording sessions by Clinton Halen, rather, is um, Under the Red Sky is threatening to become the final collection from the man's own rain <laughs> unraveled tales. Oh, yeah. This is, he's like, we may never hear from him again. After this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway suffice it to say it's a contentious record that uh i don't think to this day there has be really been like a satisfying general consensus of and that's why we're here
2: exactly is to to relitigate that we should also note that uh robert chris the village voice critic uh inventor of the the peasant and jop uh dropped a uh a jokerman patent we need to get like a sound effect for every time someone makes this this comment uh the, the Jokerman favorite comment best since Blood on the Tracks or uh, Under the Red Sky, which uh, seems questionable, I think uh, to me at at the very least.
0: Um. Yes, that's insane,
1: <laughs> guys. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta really, I gotta, I gotta take a pause here. I've been drinking uh, Grey Bulls. That's uh, there, there's there's the different types of Red Bull, the different types of sugar-free Red Bulls. That you've got your Red Bull, uh, your Red Bull sugar-free. That's that's called a blue bull. I've toyed these names. That's called a blue bull. That's a it's a light blue packaging, and that's going to be your sugar-free. And now they've got the Red Bull Zeros, and I call this gray, gray bull. It's going oh, to, be a gray so packaging. You here. have to pee. Uh, these are better. Yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, so guys, carry on. I'll be right back.
2: All right. All right. That was uh, the first of, uh, you know, what you'll begin to be hearing is native advertising on Jokerman here in, in 2021. Uh, so thank you to the fine folks at at Red Bull for uh, uh, sponsoring this episode and, and sending Sam a pack of, of Gray Bull Red Bull zeros.
0: Um, what's the next track, Ian?
2: Unbelievable. Oh yeah, the this single, is the, one, the, the, the single, single the and the music video. <laughs>
0: you know, the video for this is actually very similar in a lot of ways to the video for Duquesne Whistle from. Uh, I still Tempest. haven't
2: watched the Duquesne uh, Whistle video.
0: Oh, it's very cool. Uh, it's great. The Duquesne Whistle video is like Bob Dylan's version of Five Hundred Days of Summer.
2: Interesting. Is it in in like a cool way or in like a?
0: Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean. Yeah, he has the um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt character get like the shit beaten out of him while he's strolling coolly by, like a. I see. Like a cool pimp.
2: That's cool. Anyways. Anyway, this
0: this this uh, video is kind of like that. Um, yeah, it's the precursor to that video and that it, song. Well, not it's that sort song, of w- but.
2: It's it's that I think the video was the best part of this song. I, uh, I
0: hate uh, how this video looks. I should say it 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 looks, really does look like shit. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh, uh, I've heard about it. Just put it on, Sam. I mean, you'll see yeah, for yourself that when you watch the video for "Unbelievable" by Bob Dylan, you are going to experience visually something like basically indistinguishable from like a an HBO or like Cinemax. Softcore porn film
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah it's clearly something oh, wow. that was shot in the span um, of about four hours.
1: I hate it when they cast like a love intro well, I kind of also love it, you know when they cast like some young actor to have this you know love <laughs> love interest side um side story, and then they cut back to shots of just Dylan doing nothing Well, Have you seen the, then- the
0: the video for Duquesne Whistle because that's what we were just talking about. Uh, I don't from, know, from I, I, uh, maybe It's similar I mean, even in yeah. this video You get this uh, sort of hunky uh, Hero yeah.
1: He, he I gets like these beat heroes. up
0: and he, uh, I want to
1: see Dylan just be the guy Like, make Dylan have the love I, I, I would watch that I would watch Dylan just have the, yeah. the story Be yeah. the main character in the story Although he looks it's, really cool on the
0: car
2: He does look cool, he's dressed up like a chauffeur It sounds like you should watch Hearts this of Fire, cool. Sam
0: Oh, he's the chauffeur. So that's really cool. He you should watch really Hearts cool. of Fire or you should, you should watch the video for, um, has anybody seen my love? Um, yeah. Or, uh, rather, um, what's it called? Uh, tight connection. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tight connection. But, but I think that actually we've hit upon something where in the nineties, the, uh, way that Dylan is presented it, it it's different now. Like now that we've hit the nineties, Dylan is no longer the protagonist of his videos.
2: Mm, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: Tight connection. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's cool. There will be some exceptions um, yeah. to this, but I mean, what comes to mind is like Duquesne whistle. And then this one, I suppose that that may be the end of it, honestly. But, um, it is interesting that. Oh, Molly Ringwald. Suddenly, Ringwald's in this. Oh,
1: wow.
3: suddenly yeah. Dylan is not. Short hair Molly Ringwald.
0: Suddenly he's not the guy. Suddenly he's, in the videos like visually sort of supporting this i
1: thing. don't know you know i don't know if he i don't know if he if he wants that or, or or if he doesn't care or or what maybe he he's fine to be like yeah
0: you know like but, but what do we think of the music of unbelievable i think the song is better it's, than the video
2: oh i was yes. gonna, i think the video is better better than the song i hate this song <laughs> <laughs> It sucks. it's unbelievable
0: it's strange <laughs> but it's strange but true
2: I have no idea what he's talking about in this song. It's clear that he's upset about something, but I don't know. I have no concept whatsoever what he's actually pissed about. Can someone explain it to me? No.
0: Uh, Ian, it's unbelievable. It's strange but true. Mm -hmm. Shit, sorry. You think that it couldn't happen to you and then it happens to you. You understand? You follow?
2: I'm following so far, okay. Okay. But what? can you tell me what is unbelievable and what is happening to you?
0: Let me just look up the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) And then I I can tell you...
2: Uh, yeah, I, I think you're going to have a hard time parsing these lyrics even when you get them on the page in front of you. It's okay. unbelievable, it's fancy free so interchangeable, so delightful to see. See, so you Turn didn't even need my help yeah, there you go. Wash your hands there's always someone who understands it don't matter no more what you got to say, it's unbelievable, it would go down this way. Can I tell you going something? down this it's, way? Uh,
0: it's undeniable <laughs> what, they have you, what they'd have you think. It's undeniable and it's indescribable and then it can drive you to drink. What oh, he's doing yeah. here is he's being H.P. Lovecraft, the famous <laughs> horror writer um, who would say, you know, it's something so indescribably awful, something uh, that only blasts the most unlucky few of this earth. I see. So the song is
2: like about Cthulhu. Yes, yeah, it's indescribable like, well, it, it,
0: horror that's beyond imagining. I see, and that's why the video has a, a hot guy who gets beat up at a bar and then gets in Bob <laughs> Dylan's car, where the license plate says uh, LSD.
2: LSD, some numbers,
0: and a couple numbers. I wonder if those numbers have any significance. I don't. That's far out.
2: They probably do. It, the video looks like it's like the shittiest, like uh, student good, film yeah. version of David Lynch. Kind of like someone yeah. watched Blue Velvet and tried to imitate it on a four hundred dollar budget. Yeah
0: it's great yeah we have to make a uh a bootleg called uh dylan velvet where we <laughs> include this video i i don't know if i i haven't even explored yet like the bootleg uh content that's out there from the, the shows around this time i'm i'm really <laughs> hoping there's something called like um, Dylan, unbelievable, <laughs> or like under, or like under the red
2: live. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm over here giggling to myself, imagining something called under the slain sky.
0: <laughs> <laughs> under this, under a slain sky, yeah. wiggle wiggle in slain. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. How about
0: this one? We haven't even gotten to this yet, but born in slain. <laughs> But that leads us to the next track, which is Born in Time, which is an outtake from Oh Mercy. Mm-hmm. And for my money, this is a bad, well, this is a bad version of it. Of the versions yes. that exist, like there's like four or five, maybe less, a handful. Um, this is the worst one. Dylan's vocal performance is really like sh- shitty compared to the others. Yeah. And yet it's my favorite song on this record because it's just happens to be a great song and uh, stands for my, in my opinion, like really, really head and shoulders above the rest of what we have here. Even though what we've had so far, you know, it's trifle mode, Dylan. He's making little candies. It's not bad, but this is the first substantial piece of sustenance I feel like we get on this album
2: yeah it's definitely yeah. a more uh, uh uh i mean you can you can tell listening to it and, and reading the lyric that it comes from the O oh mercy like writing sessions and stuff it's got that kind of um like vaguely cinematic sort of vibe that he was going for on O oh mercy but it's still simple and you know kind of direct and straightforward it's not very difficult to parse necessarily but there is this like uh, when we were born in time. Like it's, it's unclear what born in time actually means, but it's an interesting phrase and it's a cool kind of lyrical concept. Um, but yeah, I, I think the production yeah. just really kind of doesn't do it. Jo- like it, it needs to have that weird kind of swampy, mystical Lanois vibe to uh, to, to, to give it some degree of heft. And, and this is just like, uh, you know, like Sam was saying, like, like driving home uh, from uh, the haircut place with your dad on a Sunday afternoon. Um, uh, a couple other uh, stars pop up on on this one. Though Bruce Hornsby is on the piano, David Crosby on the backing vocals. Bob Why here to just have it? <laughs> Very good question.
1: do, you, do it has you the feel most that? celebs on any record. It's, it's like his most guests, and it's do you, you know, it's do that you think much that, worse for it?
0: Do you think you feel that when you hear it? Do you feel no. the presence of Hornsby no. and Crosby?
1: No, no, I really had to look this shit up. Actually, like, <laughs> like
0: Slash, I'll be like, "What track
1: was Slash?" I just listened to Holy Record. What track was Slash on? Exactly. You, know, you kind of go back. Okay, like, um, okay, you know, I don't know, you know, and Dylan was, you know, I don't know, you know, whatever.
2: It's uh it's a very odd mishmash kind of collection of people that came through on this album and, and I guess now might be a decent time to note uh uh that quote that Evan was mentioning earlier. Uh I also received a uh or not I also but I did receive a another large compendium of information on Bob's songs for Christmas from my girlfriend. Uh, thank you to my girlfriend. Um The quote here here, uh, is uh, is from Bob uh, regarding the recording on this record. Um, To make that record, uh, the brothers, this was uh, Don Waz and his brother. Waz. Yeah, Waz. Friend uh, of the show,
0: uh, Jonathan Rado, once met Don Waz.
2: Oh, well, maybe you should should, uh, put us in touch and get him on the show.
0: Well, Um, uh, we'll have Jonathan Rado. That's even better than having Don Waz.
2: Jonathan Rado, the 21st century Don Was. Um, Sam, do you
0: know Rado? <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> to make that I record, the brothers a had a different band in the studio. He's the talented guy
0: from Foxygen, right? He's the one who does all the music. <laughs> no, no, he's, music? The, he's a he's a he's a sort of more of a money guy. He's a he's a one of the business. He's the side. business side. He's the suit of Foxygen. Right, right, right. He's the Tommy
1: Lee Jones. I'm Will Smith. Yeah. You know? no. Yeah,
0: that's actually the better way to put it. He's the Tommy Lee Jones yeah. and you're the Will Smith. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that is a good just way. Just came it. to
0: me just then, but you know. Anyways. He's the Musicians He's from- the Stan uh, Laurel and you're the Oliver Hardy.
1: My dad has these My dad's a collector and he has these giant uh Laurel and Hardy masks like but they're huge. They're these bizarre heads that are right above I would I would show you the people, but it's a podcast.
2: Which one is the the fat one? Hardy, Hardy, right? And Laurel is the the tall, skinny guy.
0: Yes. Anyway, uh, where were we? Um, Stan and Laurel and Paris. It's under the red sky. We're just kind of
1: having a good time. We're riffing. We're rolling. Yeah. Well, under the red sky is like it's just a way to explore. You know, whatever. It's it's a. It, it's a weird album like that. You know, it's weird. Is it, it, it's, it's terrible, but it's also like kind of awesome, you know, but it, it's, it's kind of fun to talk about. You know?
2: the, yeah, exactly. Uh, I was going to mention the quote that you mentioned earlier, Evan, what was uh, that? with w- regarded the way that the recording sessions went down for under the red scar, uh, under the, <laughs> the red, red sky. scar. under the well, red scar. Know, the that's the first another half
0: happened first or the, the second half ha- happened first. Did you know that?
2: What do you mean the second half after?
0: Re- this record was recorded in reverse.
2: I didn't know that. Well, like, side two is the first shit recorded. Yeah, the
1: first
0: shit recorded, yeah.
2: Oh. Anyway. Uh, anyways, Bob said, uh, to make the record, uh, the brothers had a different band in the studio for me every day, musicians from Bruce Hornsby to Elton John, who we'll see in a little bit, to slash the guitar. <laughs> Bob clarifies, slash the guitar player. <laughs> um, anybody who had some kind of uh, recognizable name in the music industry... I just played along in that situation and did the best I could.
0: That's, like, such a bitchy uh, comment.
2: That's such a Bob response.
0: Yeah, well, you know, there's another quote. Um, it's a quote from uh, from one of the Waz brothers, I forget who, um, about the, the making of this record, which I feel like sort of uh, goes along with what you just said, that sort of what it's like to to make a record with Bob Dylan. He said, uh, so like one of the Waz brothers had this idea for, for a song. Um, I think it was, it was actually in born in time, um, to have sort of a moment where they do a sort of like pause, like, Oh, he was saying like, he wanted something like in the wait, where, you know,
3: uh, put your little on me. Yeah.
0: Anyway, The idea to have this, you know, Dylan was like, yeah, well, I guess we could try that. And uh, so they they give it a shot. And then um, he was like, it's kind of gorgeous. And in fact, I think it was a little too much for him. We tried it three times. I started to develop this unified field theory that when something was too beautiful or it, it looked like it was trying to please, then it was against his purposes. He, like, decided to not uh, use that and not eat, go with yeah. that because it was like, it sounded too good. It sounded... I
2: Actually, I, that that does make some degree of sense, knowing yeah. knowing all that we know about Bob. Well,
0: knowing we, that we know he, you know, will throw entire tracks away that are good. I'm talking... That I'm would I'm explain at the absence of a
2: series of dreams. Well, yeah, exactly.
0: yeah. In, in, in this book, Clinton Halen, you know maybe it's something to consider that this was just a few years after uh, the release of Oh Mercy when this was written. But Clinton Halen is really does not give Bob Dylan any mercy with Oh Mercy because he is very butthurt about the way that that album was treated in in its final form. Um, He says of it that like it was, it could have been prime time Dylan, but you know, we're talking about real records here as released and he views it as a deeply compromised record. I think because wow. of the lack of a uh, series of dreams, which is something that of course I have made my case for, you know, I basically sympathize, sympathize with that reading. I do feel like the record is flawed and that's why I gave it two out of three. Um, but yeah, this, this record, he actually Clinton Halen, really likes this one. He he gives it a positive. He thinks it's a better record than Oh Mercy.
2: I don't know what these guys were smoking back then. Yeah. Shit, <laughs> shit, weed, mids.
0: I, I don't know. I think that uh, we have to consider the experience of the listener at the time. Like, what would mm-hmm. it have been like to see Oh Mercy and then this? Anyway, where, where were we? Are we onto the side, the the blast track of side one, TV talking? Yeah, so I think little. we can wrap
2: yeah, we can wrap the, the first side with the the, the most insightful uh, social commentary that Bob offers on this uh, on this album, TV talking Song.
0: Well, this, this is another song that Clinton Halen, anyway, um, really has a, a sort of beef with in terms of the original version to him is much stronger. And I th- we both listened to this other version of it, and I think that he's right. right. Like, it has a bit more emotional heft to it. It feels good. It yeah, actually a has a vibe, and it kind of progresses as this like sort of rant, right? Um, sort of like Willy Wonka, like in the tunnel, like starting to get more and more scary as it goes along. But it's the version fun. that we have on the record is just kind of uh, fluff. It's puff. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's guff. Even.
2: Yeah, it's like the uh, it, it's like the TV version of political world. Basically, like uh, Bob is very angry about television, just like he was very angry about politics, Uh, which there is some, uh, you know, it's it it is a semi legitimate, semi worthy kind of stance to take. But he doesn't really have a whole lot of uh, insightful invective to hurl against uh, the television industry at this point. It's very 1990 to me, like, you know, the TV is going to poison of uh, of the world. Was he wrong? I mean, in some ways, Um, in other ways, no.
1: A lot of these dudes, a lot of the, it was trendy with these dudes at that, at that point for some reason, like, you know, Bowie was always doing that shit at the same time always trying to find some new fucking cause to just half-assedly be like, not even fool anybody into believing that he cared about, but it was just trendy to
2: do. Right, it, it just seems very quaint to me to be like pissed about television, especially pissed about the television that was on in the 1990s compared to like the fucking like hyper hyper fucked up shit like the fentanyl version of TV that we have today that people are just mainlining eight hours a day, whether it's you know a Newsmax or Netflix, both of what which is are Newsmax? equally poisonous. I, I've
0: just heard that for the first time today, twice. I've got that it's syndrome. The,
2: it, it's the even further right version of Fox News basically like as soon as Fox News called the election for uh Uncle Joe Oh well, you've got to have uh,
0: Newsmax to say no 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 no
2: Exactly yeah um, burned by but a now bridge, they, man Yeah they've also called Fuck
1: you Fox How are <laughs> announcing that disloyal Fox. you're disloyal Are you guys excited for the Chalamet Dylan film Yeah uh, I think that has shelved.
2: fortunately been torpedoed by COVID
1: Yeah, yeah okay Officially,
0: yeah. I hope so. I hope hope it never happens. I think he'd be
1: great. I don't. I I, I think Chalamet would absolutely just blow everybody away as
2: Bob Dylan.
0: I don't think so. I like your
2: stance on it, too. (laughs) Evan's just jealous that they didn't cast him to play Bob.
1: Well, aren't you? I'm trying to get cast, and I I, I try I tried to uh, I've been going through all my connections. I'm like I'll take any I'll, I'll be Bobby Newirth or something. Give me anything. You here's know? here's me- my feeling
0: is that Bob <laughs> Dylan should be played by a different actor in every scene.
1: Well, Kate Blanchett has is the best person to ever play Dylan. I mean, she's so good. She you did know? a I would pretty watch, good should, job,
0: but um, Go I I feel like Bob Dylan should be played by literally a different man in every scene, and or a different woman. That uh, just in lieu of I'm not there, it should just continue forever. That should be every art single of- cut should be a different person. <laughs> every- <laughs> That's how Dylan would want it, man. Yeah, yeah. You should not like be able to connect with him <laughs> or relate to him, <laughs> understand him. It should just be like a man being. I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm a genius for coming up with this uh, novel approach. That movie, I'm not, I'm still not there, that didn't even go far enough. It didn't, no. You were never really still not there here. That movie, they should have cut it with a different actor. Every single scene, cast every character actor that's ever had, you know, X number of credits and is sort of recognizable, sort of fill them in, get a thousand different actors to play Bob Dylan. Then then we can talk about uh, Oscar fever. That sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, I would watch that.
0: What do we think about TV talking songs? Is it good or is it bad? Bad. I don't really remember it. I don't really remember
1: tracks from here on out. So I'm just gonna kind of do my own thing and just kind of vibe with you guys and you know just do my own kind of propaganda. I think that's
2: that's the best thing that we could ask for uh, from this point out because there isn't a whole lot of meat on the bone of under the red sky. So does anybody else on uh, does anybody else who comes on the show
1: just like smoke weed and shit and like? i just what feel like post about? malone when i come on this show <laughs> i'm like i'm in north dakota nope, do you want nobody n- nobody can see you <laughs> do you want to blunt <laughs> i'm not even smoking that much weed i just feel really funny like
0: no no nobody can even i know. guess i'm
1: just high i guess i'm just stoned i'm getting too in my head I need to shut up
0: no 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 you're 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 overthinking the situation you're doing amazing i Thank smoked you. weed and watched Tenet last night and uh that was the first time I smoked weed in a while, but I needed to to be able to absorb the movie Tenet. Oh, you got
1: so it. So you're man.
2: smoking weed and drinking Red Bull at the same time, Sam?
1: Yeah, and I was gonna take mushrooms for this too, but I I, <laughs> I, I pushed out at the last minute. I I thought maybe. I, I kind of weirdly offered Evan, even though I wasn't even sure if he was. In well, the same
0: I was not in the same. I'm not in the same stage <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Although you I happen tree? to have access to mushrooms, so I could have done it. But um, yeah, we
1: could have tripped for this. Um,
0: we should have under the red
1: sky. I have to go to school tomorrow. I, I'm in
0: culinary school.
1: Well, I definitely don't, and that's awesome, man. And that's so. Yeah, funny. no,
0: that is awesome for you. But I mean, some someday we'll. <laughs> Maybe for the last episode, we will all do mushrooms. How about that? Can we make that pact? The last episode of Joker Man. We all do mushrooms. Have you guys and- covered Dylan and the Dead yet? We have. Yeah, we have. Yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. It's not um, that good. I, episode, it, I, I wouldn't want to do mushrooms during Dylan and the Dead.
2: Yeah, that would be a bad trip.
0: Um, <laughs> all right. I guess we'll just cut it here because you're going to obviously listen to the next episode if you're listening to this. Uh, we've got a lot more... Under that red sky. Yep. I may or may not
1: take mushrooms, so stay tuned.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I haven't yet revealed my secret code to understanding this album, which um, I'm very excited to actually. It's, reveal. it's a
2: shocking theory that will really explode <laughs> your conception of Under the Red Sky.
0: I truly believe that I have sort of uncovered like the Da Vinci Code, the Da Vinci. Yeah, I think you've solved The it. Da Vinci secret, you could say, <laughs> of how <would> you, <laughs> I love it. How to listen to this. I'm so psyched. Until next time, this has been
2: Jokerman. <laughs> Good job. <laughs>